Amen. Let's stand together. Neil, yes, blessing on our service tonight, please. Brother Jacob Bloker with us. He's going to be preaching to us in a little while. And he brings his own band. <laughs> oh, some of these guys sang at our house uh, a while back around Christmas time. And uh, so they're going to be singing for us uh, tonight. So we, we look forward to that. And uh, Brother Brent Eisen did a good job this morning. I felt sorry for him because I know what it's like to be up here and get joking and common. But the Lord helped him anyhow. And after a while, you notice it cleared up and he made it through. And uh, it's tough when you're up here. Just wait till you're up here and you swallow a gnat. <laughs> but he did a good job. So um, God bless him. I want to go through announcements now. So um, just uh, so Friday night, 7 o'clock on the Penview campus in the Tabernacle is the Galts. Brother and Sister Galt will be there for a missionary service, 7 o'clock. I invite you all to uh, come. And I thank you for the way you responded for the uh, cookies. I think we need 25 dozen, and we're very close to that. Um, probably if we had a little extra, it wouldn't hurt anything, but I think it was over 20, so thank you so much for that. And even if you didn't sign up, uh, you're still welcome to come, and um, everybody's welcome to join in afterwards over to Dining Hall uh, for a snack. So that's Friday night, conglomeration of us church, local churches that are going together um, for that. Then remember bus, uh, bus and outreach convention, that comes up on March 5th through the 7th. Um, there'll be several of us going down various times throughout that. And then this is an important date, and uh, people said they didn't know about that. Well, it's just because it just got set. That's church cleanup day here, March the 9th at 9. So the board just set this last week. And uh, there's several things we want to do uh, inside and outside. So um, keep, keep that in mind if you're able to help us that Saturday uh, morning at 9 o'clock. And we'll probably have, uh, possibly have coffee and donuts, so it'll probably be like, Standing around, talking till 11.30, work for a half hour, and then head home for lunch. <laughs> no, that's not what we're doing, so you can come. We might have coffee and donuts, but we want to try to get what we can done at least before noon. And then revival coming up um, with brother and sister uh, Joe Smith from Hartville, Ohio. And he is the one that tells the poems. So somebody asked me something the other week, and maybe I didn't say it quite clear enough, so I want to make sure that I say it clear they came to me uh, last week, and they said, Brother Spangler, what do you mean by he is a palm reader? <laughs> and uh, so for, um, for the rest of you and Carrie Zimmerman, <laughs> it's poem, poem reader, all right? So uh, we're looking forward to them uh, being with us. And then God's Bible School and College will be here on Thursday night, March 21st, uh, it'll be the, the, their ensemble uh, will be here. So uh, we look forward to that service as well. That's a Thursday evening, uh, 7 o'clock as well. So let's keep those things in mind. All right. Brother Adrian ended up getting sick uh, this afternoon, so he's not uh, able to be here. Brother Michael has to be on guard duty at the school. Brother Darren has to be away. And uh, Brother Ricky wasn't going to be here. That's what I was thinking, but he's here. So we went all the way to the bottom, and we pulled out the best. <laughs> I asked Kyle if he'd help us. He said, yes, I will. So God bless you, Kyle. Come and help us. 
Take your hymnal and turn to song number 41. 41. The song says, we bring the sacrifice of praise. And I'm grateful and thankful tonight that we can come into his house and that we can have grateful and thankful hearts for what he has done for us in our lives. And he deserves all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory for what he's done. testimony tonight. testify. I got some really good news. And uh, you like good news? I got some really good news. I have an uncle who was very influential in my life. He was a holiness preacher. His son was very influential in my life. Uh, But my my uncle went a different direction for a long, long time. And praise the Lord, I just got word yesterday that he got saved. I thank God for it. God's still on the throne, and uh, I know I I was talking to my aunt, and uh, we were just talking about how God's been working uh, in our family, and God's on the throne. He's not giving up. God has not (laughs) given up, and I praise him because I was thinking about uh, all the ones down at the the mission that got saved, and I got word about this, and it's not just here or there, a particular place, and I think Brother 
Brother uh, Brent Eiser brought out this morning. Uh, God's working in Florida. God's working in Ohio. And God's working in Pennsylvania. Amen. 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 He's working here too, so we praise him for it. Amen. 229, 229 in your hymnal. And I'm going to ask you to stand for this song. This song is uh, very, I would say, influential in, our mem in my memory. We used to sing it a lot when we lived in Mexico. But I'm thankful that this song speaks for what Jesus has done in my life, and it can speak to what Jesus can, has done, and will do in your life.
nine, you may be seated. For the last uh, song we want to sing, uh, take your course book and turn to course number 209. This song uh, kind of goes along with that last verse we just sing. It said, Lord, I give myself away. And that goes along with this. It says, Lord, we want to know you. Live our lives to show you all the love we owe you. We're seekers of your heart. This is my testimony tonight. I want to draw closer to God. I want to be everything I can be for him. I don't want there to be anything in my life that would displease him. I want to live my life in obedience to him. And if that's your testimony tonight, just, just raise your hand and worship the Lord with us. Well, thank you for that good singing tonight. Many requests uh, on our hearts. Uh, the, the, maybe it was Brother Stefano or somebody mentioned this morning about the list. Uh, it just seems like it's, it's, it's long. It's just getting longer. A lot, a lot to pray about. Um, but God's still on the throne. And uh, I added, in case you don't have enough to pray about, I added a list with 80-some people uh, on it. It's on the bulletin board back there in the hallway. And if you can't think of, of all those names, I can't even pronounce all those names. Um, even when I'm standing in front of one of those individuals and they're trying to teach me how to pronounce, I still can't get it. But uh, I just ask you to pray for Fort Myers Rescue Mission. And tonight is the closing out of their camp meeting and they're in service now as we speak. So let's remember um, them. Thank the Lord for the victories uh, that have been won uh, down there. But they still need help and still need God to move. I thought about something that's interesting. One fellow was testifying, and he said um, he didn't even believe in God. But the only thing in the dorm to do was read the Bible. The only thing he could do was read the Bible. Seven o'clock curfew. Couldn't have a cell phone in there. And he said there was nothing else to do. So he started reading the Bible. And he said he didn't know where to start, so he just started a couple places, started reading the Bible, and it wasn't too long until he started getting interested and 
said it wasn't too long until he started saying maybe there's something to this and it wasn't too long until he started believing there is a God and it wasn't too long until he felt like God wanted to do something with his life and God saved him. And I thought that was encouraging. Another fellow said he, he was in there in the curfew and, and uh, there wasn't anything to read so he just kept reading the rules because he didn't want to... <laughs> He kept reading the rules over and over because he didn't want to mess up and get thrown out of that place because it took him so long to get a bed uh, in there. But it just, uh, just interesting to me. Um, and so the fellow was testifying about that, uh, about reading the Bible. And he said, right there, you know, because not, you know, they don't come from Christian homes necessarily. Some of them do. It's remarkable how far they go out and sin being raised around the church. But uh, some of them don't. And he said to this effect, he said, Sat, this, was, uh, this would have been Saturday morning service. He said, if, uh, if you don't believe in God, some of you don't. He's kind of preaching at them. There's truth in that, isn't there? Yeah. And God's word speaks to us. But let's remember them tonight in their closing out service. The Fulmer, uh, Fulmer's continue to remember them. I think Mike's feeling some better. So Debbie said, I think that they changed his medication some. So he's feeling better a little bit. But let's pray that that gets clear out of there. He gets uh, clear over it. We want to remember Vera in prayers, she needs a physical touch. And so let's remember her. Kara Plank has surgery on Tuesday. Um, let's remember her in prayer. Let's remember this service tonight and Brother Jacob as he shares with us, Henry and Naomi. Uh, let's continue to uh, remember them in prayer. Lord, but um, touch them and help them. And, uh, and Sister Doris, we're glad she's here tonight, but let's do continue to lift her up in prayer. And these are individuals we want to pray for daily, asking God. Uh, to help. And I know there's many other needs and burdens. Do you have anything you want to make outspoken tonight? Any requests you want to? Ellie. Stephen. Yes. All right. Let's remember Stephen. Ellie's boy. Remember him in prayer. Jamie Beachel. Let's remember Jamie Beachel in prayer uh, physically. Lord would help her, touch her. Uh, Dave and Linda, let's continue to remember them in prayer. Anna. So Anna's, uh, she. She had, you know, six, she had this surgery. Six weeks later, she got an infection. They had to go in and redo this. Six weeks later, almost to the day, she was in intense pain, intense pain. And so they thought maybe that's what it was. Now, what it sounds like, it's some kind of a pulled muscle, uh, which is a good thing because, you know, we're hoping there's no infection. So she's being monitored for that, been back and forth to the doctor in the hospital. Um, but she has, at times, she's in intense pain uh, now where this, uh, where she's had this uh, hip replacement done. Um, so let's remember John and Anna in prayer tonight. Anything else? Okay, bus ministry, families uh, from the bus ministry. I think there's 24 maybe tonight on the bus route. So those are downstairs in the service now. Let's remember um, them tonight. I have a very special unspoken request on my heart. Maybe you do by upraised hands, other needs on our hearts. So um, God knows about each one and what they are. So we're glad for each one that's here tonight. It's good to see Tony uh, stopping in to visit. He brought some of the fellows over, and we appreciate that. I asked him if he brought his <laughs> cooker because, you know, if you're, that's a Mount of Blessings camp thing, I guess, and we're not at Mount of Blessings camp. I thought maybe he was going to do deep-fried shrimp after service for everybody. <laughs> But we'll save that for camp. But uh, Brother Tony, will you lead us in prayer? Let's all kneel. Uh, let's join in. Let's pray out together. Lift our voices together.
this church and the physical needs and the spiritual needs and we just ask that your will be done. We ask that you be with each one of us here today and just use this service as you would happen to use for each one of us. Lord, you know the requests that were mentioned, I would be Henry and some of the others. We ask that your will be done. You know, no task is feasible, no no progress to our heart. You're in all control of everything. We ask that your will be done be with us tonight and be with the guys that they see what they have already seen. Lord, we just ask that you be with us. Well, we're going to change the order of the service just a little bit here. So I need, you to, I need the musicians to stay close by, but I'm going to give you a little bit of a break. So I'll need you a little later for something very special. But uh, uh, I've looked forward uh, to this uh, because uh, <laughs> one just looked at me and said, <laughs> George, you, it, Sammy, Sammy, you should relax. The next time you're here, you're preaching. You remember that? Huh? You got, they, I got word to you. Okay. He's the one who looked at me and just went. <laughs> so uh, they're going to come. They're going to come and sing for us. Uh, God bless them. Come on, fellas. They got a couple songs. They're going to come sing for us. Huh? Uh, come up here so we can see you good. Come right up here. I'm so thankful this afternoon. Thank God for his uh, amazing grace. I'm saved and I'm sanctified. I've got a calling to be a preacher man, and that's why I'm here. I'm studying at Penview Bible Institute, and I'm so thankful. Uh, I gave all my life to Christ. I cut every ropes loose. I'm not looking back whatsoever. I'm looking forward for God, whatever God has for me and what he's going to do for me. I'm looking forward to it. To God be the glory. Say goodbye to the world I'm going on for 
Be no, be no, give me that. 
wonderful. Amen. Thank you guys uh, so very, very much. Amen. God bless them. Now what I'd like to do tonight is lift a love offering. I'd like to lift a love offering for these guys. And uh, what we're going to do, I already spoke with uh, Sister DeStefano, what we would do, if you want to write a check, just make it payable to the church still. And what we'll do is uh, th later this week, we'll, we'll, we'll divide it up and send, get it to them in cash. Uh, so that way they don't have to worry about cash and a, a check. Cash is always nice to have, isn't it? It's nice. So um, I want you to just do your best. And uh, now this guy back here, he doesn't get any of this. All right. This just goes to these fellows down there. Because I asked him, I said, you going to sing with them? He said, no. Because <laughs> he said they'll go into pigeon and he wouldn't, you know. So and that's what they did. So but that's all right. We take care of him another way. So anyhow. We want to take a love offering for him. So ushers, will you come? <clears throat> if you weren't prepared for this tonight, see Sister Stefano or Brother Neil or Brother Roy, one of the ushers, and uh, let them know, and they can, uh, you can, you can get it in later. But we want to do our best for a love offering uh, for these guys, and we do, we do appreciate the way the Lord's helped and called them into ministry, uh, either like some are in ministerial, some are in music, and uh, we just thank the, the Lord the way he's been helping them. And uh, we've been watching some of them for a while. And uh, thank the Lord for what he's done in their lives. And we're just trusting him to continue to work in the rest of their lives and just draw them closer to him. So uh, do your best in this offering. Brother Neil, will you ask a blessing on the offering, please, too?
Amen. Thank you for your giving tonight for that special offering. Again, if you weren't prepared, you uh, can see Sister DeStefano and let her know an amount, and she'll just add that to it, and you can settle up uh, later. Uh, but we want to do our best uh, by them. Thank you guys uh, for being here and singing uh, like that. I was thinking, man, if there was 20 of them, I might get $2 a piece. <laughs> but uh, we do appreciate them coming. God bless them in this there. It's just a pleasure. I know, uh, you know, we get updates on this. Neil and I are on the school board, get a little updates uh, now and then. We're just thankful uh, the way Lord's, the Lord's helping. And not only do we get updates about students coming into the school, but we get updates about after they go back in their, in their ministry, their active ministry, where they are. And it's just encouraging. <clears throat> and we thank God for Brother Jacob. He's traveled for uh, Penview, representing our school. And how, how, for how many years? Three years. And uh, that's just great. And uh, he's, he's progressing now toward the end of his, almost to graduation. And uh, we just appreciate his life. And he's always been an inspiration and an encouragement to those around him. And uh, we just trust the Lord to help him tonight. <clears throat> and he's going to come and share his heart. Let's give him our invite. First off, I want to thank Brother Spangler for the privilege to be able to speak tonight. As of right now, it's my privilege, and we'll see at the end of the service if it's your privilege to be here as well. So, fair warning, before I get started, normally I use note cards, and usually it takes me about five minutes to get through a note card. Good news for you is I have no note cards, but I have six pages of notes, so we'll see how that goes. But tonight, my text is in Philippians chapter 1, verse 12 through 18. And the key text will be 12 and 13. If you'll stand for the reading of God's word, we'll get started. And it says, But I would ye understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ, even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. The one preached Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bonds, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. What then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. Brother Ricky Susan, will you pray for me, please? be seated. You see, this evening, if I were to title this message, I'd call it Blessings in the Storms of Life. And one day, Chippepee, Chippy, the parakeet, never saw it coming. One second, he was peacefully perched in his cage. The next, he was sucked in, washed up, and blown over. The problems began when Chippy's owner decided to clean his cage with a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> she removed the attachment from the end of the hose and stuck it in the cage. The phone rang, so she turned to pick it up. She had barely said hello when whew, Chippy got sucked in. 
The bird owner gasped and put down the phone, turned off the vacuum and opened the bag. There was Chippy, still alive but stunned. Since the bird was covered with dust and soot, she grabbed him and raced to the bathroom. I mean, who else wouldn't think of that? Turned on the faucet and held Chippy under the running water. Then realizing that Chippy was soaked and shivering, she did what any compassionate bird owner would do. She reached for the hairdryer and blasted the pet with hot air. Poor Chippy never knew what hit him. A few days after the trauma, the reporter who initially had written about the event contacted Chippy's owner to see how the bird was recovering. Well, she replied, Chippy doesn't sing much anymore. He just sits and stares. It's hard not to see why. Sucked in, washed up, and blown over. That's enough to steal a song from the stoutest of heart. And that's taken from Max Licato. You see, there are many examples of people in the Bible having their songs stolen or going through things in life that they don't understand. And tonight, one of the questions I would ask you is what's stealing your song if there is something stealing that song from you? You see some of the examples in the Bible. You see Daniel getting thrown in the lion's den because he's obeying God. And as we look at the results from that, he survives. In fact, he's protected and he goes on to prosper because of that trial that he went through. We look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego getting thrown in the fiery furnace for obeying God, for, for not obeying the king, for refusing to bow. And if you look later on in that chapter, after they survived the fiery furnace, they were protected and promoted. You look at Joseph. He's sold into slavery. He ends up in Potiphar's house. He then gets lied about and gets thrown in jail. And he has to wait and wait and wait. And then finally, he gets remembered. And then he becomes over all of Egypt. Those are just a few of the examples. But tonight, we're going to look at the life of Paul. To, you, to let us gain confidence in the things that we go through and let, us, let God use us through them. See, an old farmer wrote to his son in prison one day, and he said, this year I won't be able to plant potatoes because I can't dig the field. Now I know if you were here, you would help me. The son wrote back and said, Dad, don't even think of digging the field because that's where I buried the money I stole. The police read the letter, and the very next day, the whole field was dug by the police looking for the money. But it could not be found. The next day, the son wrote again, now plant your potatoes, Dad. It's the best I can do from here. You see, <laughs> this son did everything he could do from the confines of his prison. Just like Paul was able to be used in the confines of his prison. You see, it's a, it's a funny story when you put it in the perspective of policemen digging up a field for money that's not there. But we see in verses 12 and 13 that Paul is able to find blessings or good in the trial that he is in. What is this trial? It is Paul's imprisonment. As we look through those verses, we see the answers to how it became a blessing. I notice first that it furthered his mission in advancing the kingdom of God. Not only that, it also opened, opened up different places for him. You see, because of the nature of his imprisonment, a guard would be with him constantly. And it wasn't just the same one all the time. It would rotate. So 
Paul's story and his testimony wouldn't have just been spread to one guy. It goes through the entire barracks. So by the end of it, his testimony has touched an entire section of people that he would have never been able to touch. What a way for God to use Paul's testimony. A friend told us that he was visiting a lighthouse lately, and he said to the keeper, are you not afraid to live here? It is a dreadful place to be in, constant, to be in constantly. No, replied the man, I'm not afraid. We never think of ourselves here. Never think of yourselves. How is that? You see, the reply was a good one. We know that we are perfectly safe and only think of having our lamps brightly burning and keeping the reflectors clear. They are safe in a house built on a rock which cannot be moved by the wildest storm. And in a spirit of holy unselfishness, they should let their... This is what Christians ought to do, sorry. They are safe in a house built on a rock which cannot be moved by the wildest storm. And in a spirit of holy unselfishness, they should let their light gleam across the dark waters of sin. That they who are imperiled may be guided into the harbors of eternal safety. Imagine what God can do with your testimony. When you face the trials of your life, and yet your testimony shines through like the brightest light. Secondly, we see that Paul's imprisonment gave confidence. And who did it give confidence to? In verse 14, it goes on to say to his fellow believers in the Lord. And what did the confidence give them? You see, it gave them boldness to speak the word without fear. Does your testimony give confidence to your fellow believers? I know personally mine hasn't always, but I keep striving to draw close to God. And I know he can work in and through me so that my testimony is his and his alone. As we continue on in the chapter, we notice that it mentions four different types of those who preach Christ and verses 15 and 17 list who they are. You see, they are those who preach envy and strife, those who preach goodwill, and those who preach out of contention. And why is it out of contention? Because it's not sincere, and it's to add affliction to Paul. And then we see those who preach love. And why out of love? Because they know that Paul is set for the defense of the gospel. This isn't a discouragement or a deterrent to Paul. Instead, he rejoices that Christ is being preached. This evening, let us rejoice that Christ is still being preached through our trials and that he is still alive and working in our lives today. Thinking of trials, I can look back over my life and I can see times that I was praying for something that I actually wasn't ready to do. Um, I can think back to this summer and through the three years of PR that were mentioned and in those three years, I prayed the same prayer every single day. I said, Lord, please let my dad come to a service. Those of you who don't know me that well don't know that I come from a broken home, a holiness pastor's broken home. And so for me to be able to sit there and pray that over and over again and look back at that and say, why, why, why? I never understood. But it took God putting me out of my comfort zone this last summer driving down the road, realizing I'm close to where he's working, to say in the back of my mind, hey, I should probably see if he's available. Maybe I can run by and say hi and introduce the guys to him. 
Now, I don't know if you guys realize this, but that's pretty, that's pretty embarrassing when you travel with the guys I travel with. <laughs> they got some pretty nice parents. I'm just going to say, I mean, I know the Susans, they're pretty awesome. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I don't know how he's going to be when we pull up to this job site. And the truth was, it was a little embarrassing because, you know, he didn't look like any of my other friend's parents. But we were able to sit there and talk with him and sing for him for about 10 minutes and show the love of Jesus to him. My first two years, there's no way in the world I would have ever been okay doing that. It was tough enough my last year. But three weeks after that, he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come to this service in Indiana. I'm sitting there, I'm like, yeah, okay. I mean, thanks. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But every time I'd prayed that same prayer for two years prior, empty promises. And I'm sitting there at the church, standing, looking out the door like a little kid looking for a lost puppy. I mean, it was, it's honestly embarrassing when you think about it. But the truth is, is God cares about your prayer. And it's time to go stand up, and I'm waiting till the last second. My mom has been at the service. She's, it's okay. It'll be all right. And I look out the window, and here he comes. And it blew my mind. And then instant panic, because now how do I go through a service? Because if you thought it was bad enough dealing with the failure of not being there, it's even worse when he shows up, because then you got to do good. But it's just amazing how God worked through that trial. And I don't know how he's going to continue to work. But he's still moving in my family's life. Three weeks ago, my brother reached out and said he got saved. And he hadn't been in church for 10 years. He's been the last probably two or three Sundays at my mom's church. Sunday morning, Sunday night. Honestly, he puts more on Facebook about Jesus than I ever have in my life. And it's blowing my mind. Because I'm not a social media person like that. But like, he's, he's attempting. He's doing his best. Now, if he knew I told you guys this, he'd probably be mad at me. He's a very private person, but I'm very proud of my brother. And I'm amazed how God is continuing to work through the trials of our life. You don't have to live in brokenness. Good can still come out of the brokenness. And I'm grateful that I'm seeing how God is doing that now. As I was preparing this sermon, I was thinking of a song... um, And it's a more contemporary song I wouldn't normally listen to, but it's one I heard years ago. It's by Lauren Daigle. It says, letting go of every single dream. I I lay each one down at your feet. Every moment of my wondering never changes what you see. I've tried to win this war, I confess. My hands are weary. I need your rest. Mighty warrior, king of the fight, no matter what I face, you are by my side. When you don't move the mountains, I'm needing you to move. When you don't part the waters, I wish I could walk through. When you don't give the answers as I cry out to you, I will trust, I will trust, I will trust in you. The truth is, you know what tomorrow brings. There's not a day ahead that you have not seen. So in all things, be my life and breath. I want what you want, Lord, and nothing less. When you don't move the mountains, I'm needing you to move. When you don't part the waters, I wish I could walk through. When you don't give the answers as I cry out to you, I will trust, I will trust, I will trust in you. You are my strength and comfort. You are my steady hand. You are my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. Your ways are always higher. Your plans are always good. 
There is not a place where I'll go that you've not already stood. I will trust in you. Tonight, as we go our separate ways, let us do our best to find the blessings in our storm or trials that we're going through. We, never, we may never see or hear on earth how those trials may further God's kingdom. We may never know the confidence that our testimony may give someone. May we live our lives in such a way that we can give people boldness to live and preach Christ. And may we never fail to rejoice in Christ being preached. Let your light shine, and may your testimony be a witness to others for Christ. Thank you for your kind attention tonight. Let's stand for prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the help that you've given tonight, for your presence being in this service. Lord, I pray you'll be with each one of us throughout this week. May we find those blessings through the storms that come our way, and may our lives be a living testimony of what you can do and what you will do for those around us and for us. I pray you'll keep your protection over us as we go throughout this week, and may we just continue to share our testimony as we go our separate ways. In your name we pray. Amen. You are dismissed.